The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. All right, Ryan, it's here. It's Oklahoma week. The target's on their back. There's the ones that decide to leave uh, for the SEC. West Virginia enters this game as a ridiculous 13-point underdog. We'll address that here in a second, uh, but let me continue to set up this scene. Uh, it's it's Garrett Green's. Uh, he, he has some unfinished business to do in Norman. We remember his first start two years ago in this game. Uh, had a absolute chance to win the game. Mountaineers led the whole game until the very end uh, when Oklahoma State kicked a walk. Excuse me, Oklahoma kicked a walk off field goal. Obviously, we beat him in Morgantown. Last year in that gross game, uh, we beat them with a walk-off field goal. And now we're here in Norman, probably the last time West Virginia will be in Norman. And not only for the game I mentioned two years ago, but from previous times losing to Oklahoma, we definitely owe them a few. And we definitely both believe we're in a situation where West Virginia is the better team in this matchup. No doubt. And we, we do owe them a couple because we've had some good teams that have lost to them over the years, whether it was the Will Greer game that was the famous game, what, 63 to 59. But, I mean, we got we got a little bit of revenge last year, and it's time to get some more revenge this year. I, I like our chances, man. I, I do. I, I like the way we match up with them. The, the proof is right there. Oklahoma State, the blueprint, how to beat this team. So I, I'm ready to get to it on uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock on Fox, another primetime Fox game for uh, these Mountaineers. Another primetime game indeed, and we've done well this season in primetime games that are on Saturday, not Thursday nights, but are on are on Saturday. And kind of to talk about this Oklahoma team on the other side, we had Troy on earlier this week. His, his grandfather went to Oklahoma. I think he might have even played football for them. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a team that's lost two in a row at Kansas, at uh, Oklahoma State, obviously Bedlam last week. But even take it before then. UCF had an absolute chance to beat them in Norman them in Norman the, themselves and they yeah the game is in Norman but I mean this is they have a little adversity and you know we are usually used to this Oklahoma team kind of like Texas too but especially Oklahoma right a little bit of front runner they they get 560 and then that downhill slide continues and something we talked about was this I could, especially if they lose this game, Ryan, Oklahoma might lose their last five, especially after. Yeah. They're they're not the same team off the bye week. I mean, they, the Texas game was kind of their Super Bowl. They, they got drilled 49, nothing the previous year. They were smoking cigars after the game. They were running around the field. Uh, they, 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 they celebrated for literally two and a half hours. I think after that game at the cotton bowl, and it was an all-out effort. And Texas, quite frankly, as well, has not been the same team outside of that. And it's kind of what we've talked about all year over on the college experiences. The pressure is getting to these teams. The buildup of being the final year. They want to really win this league going out. It's a lot of good memories, a lot of hard feelings from the other members. And you could tell it's it's where it's wearing on them and weighing them down, especially when they hit the road. 
Yes. And in, in terms of this game in general, this is a lose reliefs town game in terms of the Big 12 title. West Virginia has an absolute chance to, to, to still make this title game with the way the schedule sets up for Texas. And already we kind of know with Oklahoma sliding here. And after this, Oklahoma has to go to Provo and then they play TCU and all these teams are going to want to get their shot at them. And then of course, you know, Texas in their schedule, they got to go to Ames next week. Uh, and then obviously Texas Tech, and then they got TCU this week. And you know those Texas schools are going to take that a little, little bit personal, especially with what Texas has done. Um, you know, to to prevent some of these Texas teams from making it, they they got a target on their back. So you know, we we say that in terms of as we get down to this wire here, is West Virginia's in? They have a chance. It, they, yeah. they they sincerely do kind of a little bit of the outside looking in, but absolutely. If, if we win this game, we, we should absolutely win out. And, and there's a lot of things. It's, it's the big 12. It's madness. It's the league of the middle class. We keep talking about over and over again in a league where there's a lot of parody because almost every team's basically the same and the same caliber is a couple, you know, these last three weeks are, are what it's all about. But going back to this game and this matchup, Ryan, I'm, where, where Oklahoma is kind of what we're saying is, yeah, would I rather this game and be in Morgantown? Sure. But this game in Norman doesn't scare me like it once did, or kind of like going back where you're like, oh, maybe we'll give Oklahoma a game. And then, you know, we just kind of get beat pretty good in, in Norman. But that is not the feeling I get at all from this game. The fact that West Virginia is 13 point underdogs in this game is is disgusting. I, I I don't even mean this from a bias standpoint. I mean, I'm literally looking at this. I know you felt similar against the UCF when they were favored seven points. I feel the exact same way. It's like, get the heck out of here. This this yeah. not right. Yeah. It's and TCU when they were a 14 point underdog in Fort Worth. I was like, get out of here with that line. It's been it's been it's been a lot of disrespect, and I like it. So let's keep the keep the trend going with uh proving these guys wrong on these disrespectful lines because the odds makers and the people betting it clearly have uh, been on the wrong side of the Mountaineers all year long. So um, really, really, really looking forward to this game on Saturday night. Like the matchup. We saw what Ollie Gordon did against them. We saw what UCF did on them against the ground. We saw what Kansas did with Brown, Neil Brown, or uh, sorry, um, Neil, the running back there. He, he had his ways too. I mean, all these teams have been able to run the football against Oklahoma these last couple weeks out of the bye week and, that's our bread and mutter. I mean, we, we ran for 300 plus yards last week, seven and a half yards of carry Garrett greens played in Norman, which I actually think is a big time advantage too. He's not going to be all struck by going to Norman playing at that, playing at that famous field there. So yeah, great matchup, great atmosphere, great, great spotlight. I mean, to be in the public eye on the national stage against Oklahoma on Fox, I mean, great opportunity for this program and group. We talk about that Houston game as one we we should have won, right? But we also mm-hmm. said right after that, hey, this football season has a weird way of evening out, and this can definitely be that one like we shouldn't have won where where it does even out and make up for that. This Oklahoma team, they have some serious holes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you can't. The way this Mountaineer, especially their offensive plan, especially what we just saw against BYU, putting together a complete game, Garrett Green can sling the ball. He can run the ball. He can hand it off. He can be a leader. He can be a dog. He can be whatever you need him to be for that game. And th- this is this is that like, hey, you guys, you know, it's my first start last time, but now I got a little bit of experience under me. I got more of that fight in me. And well, our our team still wants a chance at the Big 12, and it can absolutely be shown. Uh, another thing, too, with I, I like how West Virginia is on the line. 
especially our offensive line, of course. And Dylan Gabriel is not the same quarterback that that we like that started out this season. Is you're right, Ryan. As we get to that, the Cotton Bowl when they played Texas in in in, in Dallas, is that was their Super Bowl. That was both teams' Super Bowl, and then kind of had the bye after that. And where it's been since then, Dylan. They, Dylan Gabriel has not been the same quarterback since then either. And, and it does start with him. It's kind of, we were making the joke, especially on the big 12 show. It's kind of like him and Garrett green, just like switch spirits, like switch body. Like Garrett, there's an argument right now that Garrett green's the best quarterback in the big 12. A hundred percent. I I can't think of a quarterback right now with the way Garrett green's playing, who you would take over him with the way his dual threat in this, in this offense Ever since that bye week, like you said, Rush, he is playing as high a level as anybody. I mean, you look at it, six touchdowns, two interceptions. He's at, he's averaging almost 100 yards, 75 yards a game on the ground. He had five touchdowns on the ground in those games. He's been, a, he's been, a, he's been an animal in, in these last four games coming out of the bye week and especially since that UCF game. I mean, how good was he in that game? How good was he Saturday night? And I thought he could have ran more on Saturday night against BYU, but – they didn't have to. It was kind of save something for Oklahoma, and I, I agree. He's playing at a higher level than Dylan Gabriel and probably arguably anybody in the Big 12 right now. My one concern about the Oklahoma offense is a player, Stoops, obviously uh, son of the former coach at Oklahoma. Uh, Drake Stoops is – that guy is – our secondary is going to really need to take care of him. He, he's he's an excellent player. He's shifty. He can he can make the game a little bit of dirty. He can make the game dirty. So that's definitely from a defensive standpoint. And I'm sure uh, Jordan Leslie's been all over it all week, keeping him, you know, doubling him, always knowing where he's going and, and what's going on there because he's definitely the one that can that can tear up um, our secondary. But hey, the way Beanie Bishop has stepped up lately, secondary Aubrey Burke saying, "Oh, I'm a hundred percent good again. I feel great." Uh, like the injury never happened. I mean, there is something about getting healthier too and getting healthier at the right time. So if there is a time to to play Oklahoma and play Stoops and and really kick them all they're down, this is the time. I couldn't think of a better time, sincerely, to to, to play this team and to really uh, hopefully go into Norman like we believe that, that they can and that they will and get that W and propel right, right through the rest of your games in this season. Yes, Completely agree. And it's like I said, man, it, it's a heck of an opportunity and you get this one. It, we'll see what happens there. there there's going to be some chaos down, down the stretch here in this big 12. So um, we've got to keep it rolling. So I, I'm going to get right into it, Rush, with, with our keys to victory. It. Talked about um, it enough. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, two, two weeks ago we were down in the dumps. We were coming off two straight losses and I got on here and I said, we're going to beat UCF and beat BYU because we're going to get back to running the football. We got a little pass happy in those couple games, trying to be more balanced. Since then, we have had 98 carries, almost 100 carries in two games for 626 yards. That's 6.39 yards a carry. You're going to win a lot of football games when you rush for 6.39 yards a carry. And I'm not the biggest math magician, but that's pretty good. So, hey, it's going to, it's going to be the same keys to victory for me here run the football, control the line of scrimmage, and that's going to put you – I don't anticipate us running for six-plus yards of carry. That's going to put you in third and manageables. And when you get to third and manageables, you got to be able to convert so that you can extend drives, keep that crowd out of it. We know how loud it gets there. And that's what we were able to do two years ago 
and it gave us a shot to win coming down the stretch. That first drive in Norman, I think it was like a 20-play drive, and it took literally the whole first quarter, and we went up 7 nothing. It's got to be the same thing here where we just grind this game out. And like you said, it might only be four, four and a half yards of carry, but that's going to be good enough to get the third and manageables, and you got to convert that. And my other key to victory is start fast, just like you did uh, two years ago. And what we've done in the last couple of weeks is get, put put together a drive right off the bat, get up 7 nothing, take that crowd right out of it, because it, Oklahoma's a wounded animal right now. They're coming off back-to-back losses. They're feeling sorry for themselves. They're questioning themselves. Two weeks ago, eight days ago, or sorry, ten days ago, they were talking about national championship, getting to the playoff. They 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 were on the right side of the Lincoln Riley uh, leaving to USC. All was well in the world. Life hits you fast. Next thing you know, you drop two in a row, feeling sorry for yourself. Hit them in the mouth right off the bat, and I think they're going to fold. So start mm-hmm. fast, control the line of scrimmage, and those are my two keys of victory. Yeah, there's definitely that. When the coin toss, we want ball. We're going to show you how it's done. I, I love that mentality, and I love yep. that we're going into this such underdogs. This is this is a great spot for West Virginia. Going into my keys of victory, Ryan, kind of what I said earlier, take that actual uh, – take an O out of Stoops, make it stops. Hey, get take him out of the game. Do what you got to do. Make someone else beat you. It's not going to be him. Uh, number two, need to lead the turnover battle. Now, I'm not saying we need to lead by exactly two or have four turnovers and they have zeros. You got to at least lead by one. If you take that extra turnover away, good things will happen for this Mountaineer team. And finally, uh, discipline, no penalties. We saw what happens last week against BYU when you play flawless, complete football. You went 37-7. to Might have been able to even win by more. But obviously, you know, you want to burn clock, get into the game management situation. This, this team's a good team, Ryan. We've been on it from the start. We've been on it throughout the season. Yeah, there have been times where we've been like, dang it. And, you know, you got to get better here and there. Of course, it's it's a long season. But I I love this game. I love it. And if Oklahoma goes out there and does things, then so be it. That's fine. I, I, I'm, But I really don't believe that's going to happen. I, I am very, very calm. I just feel good about this game. I'm not showboating. I'm not being biased. But it's just like. You see this matchup, you think about what's going on, you see the guy, and you're like, West Virginia's winning this game. We're tired of it. Yeah. Let's send Oklahoma out right. We're, we're, we we uh, beat them back in, uh, what was it, 2012? That was, no, or is that Clemson? I always mix them up. I always mix the OU and Clemson. You're, you're take, you, yeah, you're thinking of the Pat White days. Yes, I'm beat thinking it, of Pat yeah, White. Beat yes. it at the Sugar Bowl, yep. I don't, I don't know why I always uh, make a, mix up the, the Sugar Bowl and then when we play Clemson and propel Clemson. I always do that for some reason. Hey, that's that's kind of where it started. Us playing Oklahoma there. Obviously, we haven't been as successful in the Big Twelve. Should have got him in Norman two years ago. Definitely got him last year. It's time. We we not we we owe him. We owe him one. Let's send him to the SEC right Mountaineer. So let's get after it. Um, a couple announcements before we end the episode. Uh, we have a Twitter chat tonight, six o'clock. Uh, go on Twitter. We'll we'll be on there with a lot of other uh, uh media. In Morgantown will be good. I think it's around somewhere between 10 and 13 people on the panel. It's going to be fun talking West Virginia football, the state of the program, this game itself. Uh, and then, of course, basketball. You can't have a Twitter chat without talking with some West Virginia basketball. So go check that out. If you're not able to make it, uh, it'll be recording. We'll, we'll retweet it out there for everyone. Uh, and then, of course, Ryan and I will be here tomorrow, 430 for the pregame show against Monmouth. Uh, everyone go out there, support Josh Eiler and these Mountaineers. They've absolutely earned it. Um, let's, let's get them to two and oh, and 
and keep that going, especially in, in, you know, with only having eight players available, they need all the support they can get right now. And let's go out there and support these Mountaineers. And then Saturday, we know where this game's going. Uh, we're, we're winning it and we're figuring this one out. So we love you all. Let's go Mountaineers. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you all on Twitter at six o'clock. Yeah. Let's have a great weekend. Go Mountaineers.